statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How are you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Always glad to hear that. I hope our listeners are doing well today, too. And there's fine last weekend of August. Boy, Brian, the time flies when you're having fun. We must have had a lot of fun in the summertime time because it's almost over. Yeah, that's the Pacific Northwest for you. Just when you start, oh, I got lots of ideas. I finally bought some stuff. I'm going to go do all these things. You go, oh, wait, the forecast is 60s and such. And it's pretty quick here. That is a one negative. There's so many positives about living in the Pacific Northwest. The one negative is our summers just don't last very long. This year was was kind of crazy because when we did have summer, it was almost unbearable to be outside. So it was kind of an unusual year, of course, for that. Yeah, there was a run on air conditioners. I think most every place that you went. But anyway, glad to be with you. We'll be here with you through the fall, through the winter, and into next year, too, with financial advice for your fiscal fitness and your financial education. Brian, let's start with topics in the news today. It seems that this new Delta variant of COVID-19 is sweeping the country once again. Many states are beginning to roll back loosening of the restrictions. Masks are being mandated again. There are supply line shortages. Do you think the country is ready for or will they tolerate a return to the way it was? in the beginning of COVID-19. No, I don't think they'll tolerate the way it was at the beginning, uh, where everything was shut down, the freeways were empty, uh, stores were empty, everything, all the restaurants were shut down. But we didn't have vaccination back then, so now we Mm -hmm. do. So there's going to be something in between for a while. It depends on which state you're in. In my opinion, it's become a political statement one way or the other. If you're left-leaning, you got to wear three masks when you're jogging in the forest. And if you're right-leaning, it's like, no, no, thank you. Uh, I've been immunized. (laughs) So that's what I've observed. 
Word. I could be wrong on that, but I think I'm I'm right. Do you think that this Delta variant of the COVID-19 pandemic is going to have the same effect in terms of supply line shortages or just the way that we invest and we think about our money as it did in the beginning? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of changes from before. Uh, first on supply line, we're not going to just shut down this time. There, we know what we're up against. We've gone through this before. It's like, okay, we'll take precautions and do things at a percentage of what they are at full capacity, that kind of thing. That's not going to change. We're not going to have a panic in the market. We've seen, you know, and if anything, people go, oh, last time I was in COVID, uh, we, we ended up getting record highs in the market and the real estate went crazy. I better go buy some stocks in real estate because it might happen again. You know, it's almost the reverse effect on that. And so I, I think that we've learned that it's not the end of the world. We get through it and there's some adjustments, but we're not going to go back to where it was before because it was a great unknown. We hadn't had that event in a hundred years since what, 1918. Right. And here we are, we, we had it and now, okay, it's come back. Well, it's pretty fresh in the mind. It's a year ago. So we're not going to panic this time, especially given that, you know, more than half the population is immunized. And once again, you, you know, there was some effect on the market, but the economy really hummed along pretty well, didn't it? Yeah, most phases of the economy, certainly small businesses suffered the most, but the largest companies in the S&P 500, I kind of remember most of them, uh, you think about how these companies did during COVID. How did Amazon do? Well, pretty darn good. They, they're, you know, everybody's ordering. How did Microsoft do? Well, pretty darn good. How did Apple do? Well, yeah. everybody's on their devices because sure. they couldn't go do anything, couldn't go out anywhere. Uh, how did Google do or Facebook? Well, everybody's staying home. You know, how did Tesla do? Well, they can't even make enough cars to deliver. Yeah. How did, you know, Johnson & Johnson do? How did J.P. Morgan Chase do? Uh, all the mortgages people are buying. You look at the, the actual companies that are we're investing in, they were killing it post-COVID. And that's the market as opposed to the economy. How did the, the you know, I just tried to stop at the Starbucks in Everett here this morning on the way in and Oops, uh, well, lots of parking. I was really excited, but I went way too much parking because, well, they're closed down. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm like, really? what? And so, yeah, so, I mean, there's lots of businesses I've driven up to and go, yep, <laughs> that one didn't make it either. And, yep, that one didn't make it. And, you know, look wow. at that. That one's close, wow. <laughs> you know. And, you know, small businesses really suffered, whereas these large, large corporations in the right industries and, uh, you know, done just, just phenomenally well. Yeah, I was going to say, I noticed you didn't have your Starbucks coffee with you this morning. You got the Madrona coffee. I hope it's good enough for you, at least today. Good enough for me. I better follow my own advice. I always tell people, don't buy the Starbucks coffee. Free coffee, yeah. And uh, drink the free coffee at work. Put that money, oh, it's it's my million dollar latte. Uh, if you take the money, you would pay for two lattes a day, tax and tip, mm -hmm. and put it into your 401k plan instead and get the company match and earn 6% a year. Within 40 years, if you start at age 25, by the time age 65 rolled around, I think you end up with 1.1 or 1.3 million dollars, something in that range, just from uh, drinking the free coffee at work. So I'm following my own advice right now, though I don't have 40 years to wait. No, but, no. But luckily, I've been a pretty good investor for 40 years, so right. I'm, I'm just fine. Yeah, this Madrona coffee is pretty darn good early in the morning, I will say that. Let's talk about inflation, Brian. It seems that in the month of July, inflation was actually a lot higher than we thought it was going to be. Well, define we, because how long have we been talking about on this show 
How many months have we been talking about how the government has been under-reporting inflation? Yeah. I think I say it every week on this show. In fact, you can test me on that if you're listening, unlike most of the pundits. Well, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, that's funny. Last week you said the opposite. Right. Well, our, our uh, shows are online. They're, they're on our website. Go ahead and pull them up, and virtually every week you will hear me say that inflation has been under-reported by the government for a reason. They need to make us think that, oh, it's not going to be a problem. It's going to go back. The Fed will be in charge of inflation. They have an inflation goal of 2%. And as I probably say every week on this show, the Fed, Chairman Powell, cannot call Home Depot and say, guys, could you not raise the price of lumber more than 2%? I kind of promised everybody that. Mm-hmm. And that 200% increase, could you not do that this time? And they would just look at him, what are you talking about? Inflation is about supply and demand. And we got demand greatly exceeding supply. Prices are going up. Did you not take economics 101 in college? You're Chairman Powell, come on. (laughs) But he's being told by other people, my opinion right here is an opinion piece. He's being told by people, we cannot have the narrative that inflation is going to be rampant because people are going to be upset and they're not going to be behind a $3.2 trillion spending package if we already have inflation that's out of control that we can't control. So please tell everybody you're in charge of something you're not and tell and lie to them and tell them it's not as bad as it is. And every week, I'm right on this. Every single week, we say, oh, yeah, inflation is higher than expected. Well, what's expected? I expect it to be really high because I'm a realist. I look and see how much I'm paying for things and go, huh, I remember that was about half as much last year or you know, a third as much uh, last year. I, I can do math pretty well. I'm, I'm, I'm a math lead, as you call me. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see it all right. You can see it. Anybody listening sees it. Uh, we have inflation higher than they are reporting. It has been reported that inflation is running around 7%, at least it was in July. Do you see inflation going higher than this even? Yes, I do, especially with the new round of COVID. And, you know, I think a lot of people have a lot of money they're sitting on. Well, I know that for a fact. I've looked at statistics on cash and bank, cash, demand cash that Americans have. It is enormously higher than it was a year or two ago. And so people have been, you know, kind of not being able to spend it, essentially, on, on a lot of things they want to do. They want to buy something. They can't. It won't be in for, you know, eight months. Or they want to go on a vacation. Obviously, they can't. So there's all this cash built up. And when there's a lot of cash, there's going to be a lot of demand. I don't see supply opening up quick enough to cover demand. So, that, again, this is just Economics 101. I'm not even 201 or 301 or 401 yet. I took them all. Yeah. So I know. But this is just basically the first day. You have supply and demand curve. As demand goes up and supply is constant, prices go up, you know, or whatever. Or if they both have you have massive inflation if supply goes down and demand goes up and vice versa. This is just basic economics. So uh, it's not a rocket science. I'm not I'm not Kreskin here. You know, I'm, I'm just saying we got increased demand. Uh, we have the, the cash to fund that demand and we have limited supply with supply chain problems. Brian, people of my age remember the 70s when Jimmy Carter was in the White House. He was a good peanut farmer, but maybe not the best at being the president. We had double-digit inflation then. Do conditions exist today whereby we could have double-digit inflation again? I don't think so. And, yeah, if you remember Jimmy Carter, you you understand my amazing Kreskin uh reference just then. Uh, Anybody younger is going, who the heck is this guy talking about? I don't even know who this guy is. Google him. Yeah, yeah, Google him. But no, I don't think we'll get back to that. I think we learned a lot from that. I mean, we had massive inflation and 
we had stagflation. We had a stagnant economy with massive inflation, which almost goes against my 101 class. I guess 401 class covers how you can get to that point. Right. Uh, you got to work hard to get to there. So I don't think that – I think we've learned a lot over the years how to, how to manage different aspects of the economy. And I don't think we're going to get there by any stretch. That was that was kind of a uh, – we call it a black swan event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're not going to see that. A lot of black swan events only happen once in your lifetime. We've had multiple black swan events on ours with the pandemic and the banking crash and the dot-com crash and 9-11 and so forth. But I don't, I don't suspect that. But we just have to be wary that that will be a drag on the economy, maybe your, your stock market investments. It actually helps real estate. Inflation does because you usually have a fixed rate loan and you can raise rents if they allow for that, depending on where your rental is. And mm-hmm. if it's in Seattle, you might want to call us about a DST. But yeah, so there's, I, I, I don't see it being as bad, but it is something to be aware of. We're talking about current events with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA, sometimes known as the Amazing Evans, just like the Amazing Creskin <laughs> was there. Let's talk about Afghanistan a little bit, Brian. Does that really have any effect on us in this country insofar as our economy or investments go? Your opinion on that? Yeah, it's interesting. Yes, yeah. so I've been having some clients call, and they're just like, "Oh no, our, we got to move." I, I even had somebody call me and say, "We got to move out of the country. Huh? We got to be an expatriate." You know, everything's coming apart. Look at Afghanistan. Look at this. Look at that. And I remind them: Does Apple's profits? Remember Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla. Does is their profit affected by Afghanistan? No. no. So your investments are actually independent. These are terrible events, and they certainly affect the the lives of the servicemen involved and and everything. And, you know, many, many negative things are happening. But many negative things that happen don't have anything to do with your stock market or real estate investments, your fixed index annuities. It was interesting because this client was almost all in in safe money because they were, you know, they watch the news. They find Fox too liberal, so they listen to these other ones. <laughs> yeah, li- literally. And I oh was like, gosh. oh, okay. And uh, they were like uh, panicking. And I was like, remember, you don't hardly have anything in the market. I, I remember once I had a conversation with this woman. There's always stuff to worry about. And she was panicking. She said, I haven't really slept for a year. She literally oh. said, I haven't slept for a year worrying about my investments. Oh, my gosh. And I reminded her she had no money in the stock market. All she had done was bought a fixed index annuity from us, and it couldn't drop below zero. Hmm. For in, in any, it could never lose money. And she's like, "What?" And I, yeah, you don't even have anything in the market. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. You mean I've been not sleeping for a year for no reason? I said, yeah, pretty much. I told them both. You might want to turn off your computer, or TV, <laughs> right? Not watch the news. Try a cup of warm milk. They're counting sheep. Whatever works for you, but get some sleep. Let's talk about this new cryptocurrency I've been reading about. It's called, I think it's pronounced Doge Coin. But what's interesting about it is that Mark Cuban and Elon Musk have been touting this, and I'm wondering if they're just using their influence to maybe pump up the price of something that they own. Follow the money. Whenever you have a question in finance, the first thing you want to do is follow the money. So, yeah, this I I get these calls all the time. And and I had some this week. I heard the market's going to crash. I said, well, who is it from? I think it was Stansbury or somebody like, yeah, yeah, that's who it was. I'm like, you know, they've been saying that. This is their entire company. The market's going to crash. And they are like a broken clock. It is right twice a day. 
Okay, They were right in 2000 and they're right in 2008. And they keep touting, the last time we were right, we were right. I'm like, yeah, that was 11 years ago. And you've been wrong ever since. And you keep selling this trash to people, saying the market's going to crash every day of your life. And during that time, the market's up, I don't know how many times over where it was when you started saying all of this. Maybe the Dow was 3,000 when they started saying it's going to crash. Now it's 35,000. Guess what, Jeff? It's going to crash. And when it goes to 40,000, they're going to say, it's going to crash. And they're going to, when it gets to 50,000, it's going to crash. I wrote a paper on why the Dow would hit 50,000, when the Dow would hit 50,000, and why. It's just a math problem. That is 6% growth from when it was 1,500. If you extrapolate, it's year 2030. It's not going to happen exactly then, but I mean, that's a reasonable goal, and we're kind of on pace for that. We're actually ahead of pace on that. Uh, and I wrote that four years ago. So being a realist and not, you know, follow the money. How does that company get paid? They do not get paid by putting your money in the market. If somebody says the market's going to crash, pretty sure they're going to try and sell you an annuity or gold. And if somebody says the market's awesome, it never goes down, blah, 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 they're selling stocks. If somebody's selling, you know, XYZ, they're thinking something's going to happen. They're selling that something. Yeah. So you can't really trust anybody out there until you follow the money. Yeah, that's the reason why Bill Devane loves gold in those TV commercials is because he's being paid to endorse gold. So Probably in gold. I, mean, I imagine he's getting paid in gold. He probably is getting paid in gold. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I would... guarantee you that anybody saying Dogecoin, I don't know, this, that, and the other yeah. owns it. You know, it's like... <laughs> Of course they do, and they're trying to influence the price. I yeah. think that's illegal. Think, I'm not I, sure. I'm pretty sure that it is illegal. I thought it was. I heard about one pro athlete who wanted his salary in uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, I think it was the old left tackle for the Seahawks. Uh, I forget his name. No. Uh, but, yeah, he, he got his money in Bitcoin, and <laughs> I just looked it up today. You know, it, it's, it was way low and way high, lost half its value. It, it, it's, it is so volatile. I mean, good for him. I mean, he's, he's one of the millennials, and... Football careers aren't exactly that long, but no, no. but I imagine he has a lot of money not in Bitcoin because he made a lot of money playing for the Seahawks. Considering all the things we've talked about here in this current events segment, uh, Brian, what is your outlook for the fall, for the winter? Well, I think uh, it, it always comes down to what, what I love about our show is I'm not selling you something. Right. I'm not selling on you that the market's going to be awesome or bad. It depends on what you think. And, and when we talk together, how much risk you want to take or not want to take. And so I've got stuff for when the market's bad. I've got stuff for when the market's good. I've got all the areas of real estate we can talk about. We've got tax-free investments. We've got you know everything out there. So really, it's about uh, having a plan. So what we don't do is sell products here. We talk about having a plan and one that's for you, one that uh, is custom to you. And that plan involves a lot more than just where the money's invested. That's not that hard in the end. I mean, it, I, I say that. I mean, it is. But you know, we'll, we'll pick out how much you want in the markets, how much you want safe, how, you, how much you want for cash flow and real estate, DSTs, that kind of stuff. We'll, we can work on that. But more importantly is analyzing your cash flow, when you can retire, your state trust legacy plans, charitable gifting strategies, income tax planning, income tax savings, level loading taxes. You know, I, I go on and on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff outside of just whether you should be in the market or in an annuity. You know, that's not even 101. That's 01. You know, that's so basic. Yeah. And this shows a 401 class. This is an advanced class or a graduate level class. And so we talk about everything else. 
If you are interested in a plan with Brian and Madrona Financial Services, you have at least $500,000 or more to invest and you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, contact Madrona Financial to get your complimentary, no cost, no obligation financial plan. Call 844-MADRONA or you can request it online by visiting madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans We'll be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you're researching something, weeding through all the available information can be daunting, especially when it concerns your retirement. What you want is a thorough analysis from an expert. Good news. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has done that for you in his recently published ebook series, Inside Retirement Investing, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. You can get your free copy by calling 844-MADRONA today or visit madronafinancial.com to download your free copy. The Inside Retirement Investing ebook series covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to investing to taxes and so much more. Call now to secure your free copy, 844-MADRONA. Madrona Financial Services provides a one-stop integrated approach to retirement planning. Schedule a complimentary no-obligation financial review to get on the path to achieving your retirement goals and get your free copy of the Inside Retirement Investing eBooks by calling 844-MADRONA or by visiting madronafinancial.com. If the fuel gauge in your car was broken, would you know how far you could drive before running out of gas? You know, not knowing how long your money will last in retirement is a lot like driving a car with a broken fuel gauge. You just don't know how far you can go. At Madrona Financial Services, we want you to know that there's no need to live with the stress of uncertainty. At Madrona Financial, we have insurance-based solutions that can guarantee lifetime income, protect you from market losses, and even provide for your loved ones. And as a CPA and personal financial specialist, we scrutinize every product we offer. If you want to learn how to create a secure lifetime income stream, protect your money from market losses, provide for your loved ones, and potentially reduce your tax burden, schedule your complimentary meeting today. Call 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. We'll arrange a meeting at one of our three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future. Call 844-MADRONA or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to talk about whether you should take Social Security early or later. And Brian, with Social Security, of course, you do have a choice early age 62, later age 70 or any year in between that. So let's begin by talking about age 62. That is the first year that you're eligible to take Social Security. So should you take Social Security at age 62? Yeah, uh, we'll talk about this. And the reason I want to talk about it a lot of people are, well, I already take Social Security. I'm not interested in this, or I already know what I'm going to do, or, or whatever it is. But sometimes people are looking to you. If you're listening to this show, I'm going to guess that a lot of people ask your opinion on stuff. I can't tell you how many referrals I've got from people and say, my friend listens to your show, and he says, your firm is a firm to contact for my questions. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people might be looking to you for advice from time to time. So that's why we'll kind of go over some of these more you know basic topics so that we can make sure that 
that you're equipped somewhat to have, you know, have a good conversation about it. So that that's one of the reasons. So even if you, again, don't find this applicable to you, you might want to listen in just to maybe pick up a nugget or two in all of this. So as we said, the earliest you can take it is age 62. Why would someone not want to take Social Security at age 62? Because you're working and you're making 18000 or more a year. Because if you start taking it before full retirement age, and for this conversation, we'll say that's 67. If you take it before age 67 and you make more than $18,000 a year, you got to start giving it all back. Mm-hmm. And in addition, all of those 6.5% annual lifetime increases you could have had, they're gone too. So I lost my increase and I had to give the money back. That's a terrible answer to that, right. taking it early if you're still working. A lot of people say, no, I'm retiring. I said, well, they might be retiring from Boeing. I said, well, you know in six months they're going to call you back and say, uh, by the way, that young person that was supposed to replace you doesn't know 20% of what you know. Will you come back? And you say, no. Well, will you come back on a consulting contract at 50% time? Well, how much, <laughs> what's that worth to you? And they say, all right, 70000 No. Okay. How about we give you 90000 a year, uh, 40%? You say, hmm. Okay, I'll do that. Well, guess what? You started taking Social Security six months ago. Now what? Well, you actually have an out. You have a year. If you did start taking it and you left Boeing or wherever you left, and you said, I will never go back to work again, and then somebody comes along and offers you 90 grand for four months of work, and you go, oh, I could do that. Okay. You still have a year to pay back what you'd taken out and pretend it never happened. You get a, a do-over. But if it's more than a year, you don't get a do-over. you got to give your Social Security back. You don't get any raises. So know yourself. Know whether there's any chance you're going to go back to work. If there is, just wait would be my advice. So that's one reason that you wouldn't want to take Social Security at age 62. What is a reason that you would take it at age 62? Uh, Because you're not working and you don't have a spouse. And so we're not worried about death benefits, you know, Social Security for a lower earning spouse after you pass away. And so really it's it's about, well, uh, maybe I want money in my 60s more than I care about having it grow, 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 get nothing until age 70. And so, you know, when you get your money is just as important as how much sometimes. And so you'd want to take it then. Another reason is even if you are married, and let's say you kind of made about the same as your spouse, or you think that you might outlive your spouse, even if you're the higher wage earner, you might want to take it early. Because you don't need it, but you want to invest it. You think that if I give up 12 checks, they'll give me 6.5% more per year. Well, that's that's. I guess that's kind of a wash there. I could take that money and invest in, in things that will grow even more than all of that. So I want my money early, and I'm not working. Again, all of these are predicated on you're not working and making more than 18000 a year. So that would be one reason why, another reason why you'd even take it early. Okay, so the cap here in 2021, $18,960 a year to be exact about that. But if I have investment income or income from other sources that's not necessarily earned income, does that count against the 18960 That's a great question, Jeff, because it's only earned income. It's not income from rents. It's not income from interest and dividends and gains on sale of stock or pensions. All of these things are not earned income. So when I say making 18000 what nine hundred there? That is wages and sole proprietor 
and it could be you know S corp or LLC guaranteed payments, you know that kind of thing. It has to be compensation for earnings from services rendered, but pensions are not earnings from services rendered. Social Security is not. Interest and dividends are not. Capital gains are not. So it's only your earned income that counts towards the eighteen thousand nine hundred figure. So we talked about three ages: age sixty-two, full retirement age, and age seventy. Let's talk about full retirement age. When is full retirement age? It depends how old you are. Uh, I think mine is age sixty-seven. Yours might have been age sixty-six in eight months or something like that. Uh, it's been moving, but sixty-seven uh, is going to be the cap for a while. So for anybody sixty or younger, it's age sixty-seven approximately. And so that's that's one of the, the numbers. So at full retirement age, you can earn as much as you want. You can start taking Social Security. You can make that $90,000 a year working four months if you want and not give anything back. So that's a great time for some people to start taking it. We're going to talk about the reason why you definitely want to wait till age 70 in a minute. But that can be a very good time to start taking Social Security for a lot of people. So why would I not want to take Social Security at my full retirement age, in my case, let's say 66 and six months versus waiting until 70? Why would I not want to take it? I'll give you the primary example. So the husband, let's say, was working and is eight years older than his spouse and his longevity, he's not in as good a shape as his spouse. His spouse's mom's, you know, 95 years old. They have longevity in their family. The husband's not. So by any measure, we think, all right, the spouse could outlive the husband by 10, 15, 20 years easy. Okay, so now we know that. We know the spouse stayed home and raised the kids and doesn't have much Social Security, gets half of what the husband does in this case. So the husband was a higher wage earner. The husband knows that if he passes away, his spouse can have his Social Security instead of her lower amount when he passes. And so he wants to make sure she's protected for 10, 15, 20 or more years at the highest amount possible. He should be willing to forgo Social Security until age 70 as an insurance policy for his spouse to make sure she's protected for the rest of her life, no matter how long he lives. Okay, so age 70 is the age that you can get the most in Social Security. And people many times say, well, I'm going to wait because I get the most. But in reality, that's not the right way to think about it, is it? No, there's a lot more to this because first off, you have to tell me when you're going to die. Then I'll tell you how much the money is. Then you have to tell me what your health is going to be. Let's say I say your break even is age 79. If you take it early versus taking it late, you're going to have the exact same amount sent to you at age 79. But if you take it early, you had a lot of it sent to you in your 60s and you went on some cool trips. Uh, If you took it later and you hit age 79, you go, I don't want to travel anymore. I can barely get out of my car. I like sitting at home, mm-hmm. you know. So now you got to tell me what your health is going to be like. So I, I need to know when you're going to pass away. I need to know what your health is going to be like. I need to know what your spouse's health is going to be like. I need to know how long your spouse is going to live. You know, there is no answer here. You can't just come on the, the show and say, well, you should do X. You should wait to get the most money. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that about you. And I won't know it even after we talked. We just have to say, you know, cause people always say, well, you know, we don't know. And I'm, of course we don't know. That's why we have to use our best judgment. You know your health and you know your family longevity and you know if you're male or female, we can at least guesstimate a range of expected, you know, 80% probability of X. Uh, that's that's all we can do with this. So that's what we do. We, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a customized answer to everybody based on many different variables. But if you wait until age 70, as I said, some people say that I'm going to get more in Social Security. You may get more every month in Social Security, but the overall amount of Social Security that you're going to get is 
indeed not more because you're just giving up checks. Oh, sure. If one single person started at age 62 and lived to be 71 years old, okay, they got nine years of checks and they were lower. And the other person started at age 70 and they lived to be 71. They got one year's of checks. Mm-hmm. You know, they were a little bit higher, but it was only one year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you give up eight years, uh, 96 checks, taking it late versus early. So 96 checks in your 60s. That's, that's a pretty powerful thing if, if you can take it. But, again, if you need to provide for your spouse and you can afford oh, Let me give you another reason why you wouldn't wait till age 70. You say, well, I, I heard all of that, Brian, and, and it makes sense that I should protect my spouse and wait till age 70. Problem is, I'm retired at 60. I can't work anymore, and I don't have any income, and what are we supposed to eat for eight years waiting to do that age 70 thing you talked about? And I think, well, that's a good point. I I would rather eat in my 60s (laughs) than not eat and wait till age 70 and leave more money for my spouse in case I die prematurely. You know, so, you know, there's another consideration. If you have to have the money to live on, which a lot of people do, they rely on Social Security, not our clients, you know, 500,000 up, you know, they're not relying on Social Security as their retirement plan, just a component. But certainly for most Americans or many Americans, that is the case. I have heard in the news, Brian, that we may see almost a record increase in the cost of living for Social Security more than we've seen in decades. That is correct. Uh, I've been surprised by that. All of our plans have limited increases to maybe 1%, I think, which is good. I mean, all of the assumptions in our plans are very conservative. And what happens is we'll do a plan. Somebody come in a few years later and go, can we update this? And they look at it and go, wait a second, that looks way better than the one you did. Yeah, I made really conservative assumptions because I didn't want to overestimate how things would be. And so we want to see that. And so that is one of the things. So, yeah, that will uh, increase. But another assumption I'm going to probably have to change, which I have recently, is we've increased inflation of spending. Some time ago, we increased that in our plans. And we used to have it, you know, right around, I don't know, 2%, 3%. And, and we've, we've had to up that because of what's going on. That's Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. We've been talking about Social Security. It is an important part of a financial plan. If you have at least $500,000 or more to invest and you are looking to vet a new financial advisor, you'd like a plan of your own, no cost, no obligation, you can get yours by calling 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. Or you can request it online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, time for a break. When we come back here on Growing Your Wealth, we're going to be talking about income distribution strategies and more when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. 
That's madronafinancial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we believe you should never worry about running out of money in retirement. Retirement should be spent doing what you love with the people you love. The CPAs and financial advisors at Madrona Financial Services want you to know that with proper financial planning, that's exactly what you can have. Their goal is to do everything they can to help you achieve a financially secure future. They have many tools and ways to help you reach your retirement goals, from guaranteed lifetime income streams and protection against market losses to alternative real estate investments and strategies to minimize your taxes. With the Madrona Bundle of Services, they have everything you'll need to plan for retirement under one roof. So schedule your complimentary meeting today and get back to enjoying your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. They'll arrange a meeting at one of their three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future at madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona Bundle of Services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about tax planning using level loading. And Brian, we've always heard that we should get out of paying tax, but that isn't realistic. I think maybe the point of this conversation is it's not getting out of paying tax, but when you pay the tax, which is most important. Yeah, there's really two kinds of, I I break tax planning into two things. Uh, One is earned income. I am not able to time my earned income. I can't say, well, I worked for you this year. Could you pay me next year? Because it will do me better on my tax bracket. That's not how it works. When you earn money, you're paid, you pay taxes. That's the first wave. There's not a lot of tax planning around that. How do I how do I pay less taxes? I, I got people come to me all the time. You know, maybe attorneys makes five hundred grand a year. How do I pay less taxes? I said, well, make less money. <laughs> well, then I won't have as much money. That's right. Well, that's not good advice. Some of the, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about that. But it's the second wave. It's what you do with that. Are you going to put that into tax-deferred investment vehicles, tax-free investment vehicles? Are you going to have long-term gains that you don't recognize? Are you going to do 1031 exchanges, 1033, 1035 exchanges? There's a lot of stuff that you can do after that, and there's a lot of taxable income that we decide when we recognize it. You recognize some things when you sell them. You don't have to sell them in a given year. You could sell them in the right year. We uh, pull money from our IRAs. That becomes taxable. We decide when that happens happens, we are required to do a certain amount at age 72. There's lots of things we can put money towards that can or cannot have tax advantages. So that's where the tax planning comes in. But that first wave earning income is pretty tough. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Brian, what I'm hearing you say is that if you have a wage from a W-2 employer, you have to pay taxes when you get that money. But if you have distribution from equities, income like that, let's say that maybe you took it all in one year, that's going to put you in a very high tax bracket that you can actually spread that income distribution out over several years so you can minimize taxes that way? Yeah. So I'll give a couple of examples. One is I had a really great example of one of my clients had to put a lot of money into his rental and had a big loss. And with that, he had a net operating loss on his tax return. We were able to do a Roth conversion, move some money from his IRA into his Roth so that he could earn money tax-free for the rest of his life in that Roth account. And that IRA conversion is taxable. But when you have a net operating loss, you offset that against the IRA conversion, his tax rate was zero. (laughs) 
that was a pretty good move. I had another one that was even better. This person had a capital loss that he was incurring. Uh, he had a lot of stuff that had gone way up in value. Now, the problem with capital losses, long-term capital losses, is you can only take $3,000 a year, and his capital loss was five hundred grand. And I don't have a calculator in front of me, but I think that's about 167 years of capital losses or something like that. And so that wasn't going to work. But you can offset that against – Jeff just pulled out the calculator. I think I'm actually right. Uh, but You are. Uh, you are. But you know that, that wasn't going to work very well. But he can offset capital losses against capital gains. He was going to do a 1031 exchange into a Delaware statutory trust, which is great. It was going to be a multi-million dollar one. So our, our advice to him was pull $500,000 out of the 1031 exchange. Do not exchange it. Get taxed on it. You have a capital gain of five hundred thousand, and oh, you have a five hundred thousand dollar long term capital loss. You can use all five hundred thousand against that gain, pay zero income tax, have five hundred thousand in the bank permanently tax free, and then ten thirty one exchange the rest into other real estate using the Delaware statutory trust. So this is tax planning at its finest, where we're looking at your situation compared to your brackets. It could be a, a bracket adjustment, just making sure you're paying at the lowest brackets, 12, 22, 24, versus some of the higher ones, 37, whatever it is at the time. And so these are the strategies that a CPA working alongside a financial advisor can implement. And Brian, the vast majority of financial planners out there are not going to be able to tell you about this. Why is that? No, they're not going to. Because they can't. They're not licensed. You have to be a CPA to give tax advice. Mm-hmm. And the companies they work for prohibit them from giving tax advice. You know, They always hear this the thing say, consult with your CPA or a state tax planner before making, you know, da, da, da. I can't make any recommendations. Well, sounds like you're recommending a lot of stuff to me on my investments. Those sound like recommendations and you don't know the tax implications. Well, no. So that can be a problem. You got to find if your advisor isn't consulting a CPA, you might have a problem. Now, not everybody has these complex situations and it may not apply to everybody listening, but certainly my high net worth clients, which we're focused on, we understand high net worth clients more than most. I'll say that at the minimum and then some because we do look at all of these things and our high net worth clients almost invariably have multiple opportunities like this that if the CPA and advisor were in the room at the same time, which are, you know, at our firm, they, they kind of are because we have both companies here. Mm-hmm. And so if they're both in the room, we can come up with some outstanding strategies. And I've had talks for like an hour with a high net worth client. And they just said, I just heard an hour's worth of stuff, but my advisor could <laughs> never talk to me about it. I, was like, I could, do, could do this all day. You know, just, yeah, my brain's about ready to explode. But yeah. You know, the bottom line is you need somebody that can look at everything. So make sure your advisor is consulting with a CPA. And unfortunately, when I was a CPA, you know, practicing CPA, I own a CPA firm. I know how to do it. I don't. My 20-something employees at Bauer Evans do that work. But when I was practicing, as I've said on the show before, in all of my years before I became a licensed financial advisor, in all of my years, I never got a call from a stockbroker asking what they should do tax-wise before they pulled the trigger on a sale. And also, many of the financial advisors here at Madrona Financial are also CPAs, so they're not only in the same room, they're in the same head. Well, yeah, we have uh, several of them, Joel and Christy and myself. The other advisors have full access to an entire CPA firm. It's awesome. They know 
they can say, well, I'm not, and it's the same with me. If somebody said, well, you know, should I do a Roth conversion? I said, well, we'll look at your tax return and we'll determine how much of the 12%, 22, 24% bracket are open and we'll discuss it at that time. Oh, you're going to do that, Brian? No, I'm not going to do it. Stella's going to do it or Amber's going to do it or one of my CPAs is going to do it, uh, not me. And if you're talking to one of our advisors who isn't a CPA themselves, they're going to give you the exact same answer as I would give because, you know, we work as a team here. And so we know what we're looking for. So if it's Matt or Michael or Andrew or Nick, you know, they're going to ask the same question and give it to the same person I would do. And and so that's why we, we work as a team. We don't have to all work through Brian. You know, I'm, I'm in charge of the investment committee and I make investment decisions and look at plans and so forth and make observations. But all of our advisors are equipped to do everything I do. And, and they're the ones uh, meeting with uh, our new clients, new prospects and so forth, knowing that I've got my finger in the in the jar too, making sure I, I know what our investment strategies are and, and what we're using. And, and I'm consulting with my advisors. They're consulting with our CPAs. They're consulting with each other. We have an awesome team approach. So whether you get Christy or Joel or Matt or Michael or Andrew or Nick or whoever is meeting with you, they have full access to everything we have. We're talking about income distribution strategies here, level-loading tax brackets with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Brian, does this strategy apply to most people listening to the program, or is it a select few? It's uh, honestly everything we talk about on this show is a select few. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not Susie Orman. This is not Dave Ramsey. They have their market, you know, uh, trying to budget and, and get to where you start a savings account, start investing in a 401k plan. Those aren't, you know, our clients, and, and that's okay. I mean, they, you got to start somewhere. You got you to gotta learn to walk before you sprint. Okay, we're, we're doing more sprinting here. And so it is a small percentage, you know, it, we're generally talking to 3% percent of the population here. I often focus on the one percent, the higher net worth, because that's where I get to integrate all the stuff we do, the the market, the insurance products, the uh, real estate aspects, estate planning, trust, income tax planning, etc. So that requires a next level service model, which we employ here. I'm trying to communicate that on the show each week that certainly we we have a $500,000 minimum, but our sweet spot is really uh, higher amounts, you know, 5 million, 10 million, 50 million. That's where we really can shine. I I love it when I get in front of somebody that has, you know, tens of millions of dollars of stuff Mm -hmm. and lots of stuff in play and really complex. And well, I don't know if you know anything about this. And I said, try me. And they do. And they're like, holy. Cats, you do, uh, and and at the end of an hour, or so they're they're just blown away. I, I love that, and all of our staff has access again to all of this, and so we like to blow people away, especially ones that you know have a higher expectation level because they're higher net worth, but just haven't been able to solve. Well, who can provide this? If you have at least $500,000 to invest, you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, contact Madrona Financial to get your complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. Call 844-MADRONA or request it online by visiting madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Yesterday, I talked about strategies for gifting and to individuals, whether you're kids or grandkids, because I don't know about you, but I think it's going to be tougher for them to make it financially than it was for me. 
and other people of our era that, you know, I think housing prices can be higher, taxes are going to be higher, the national debt's really spiraling out of control, Social Security's not funded. So there's a lot of issues. So we might want to be thinking about how to gift currently to the next generation or generations. And certainly I've been doing a lot of work with clients on that. Also been doing a lot of work with clients about gifting to charitable organizations, not just writing a big check, but maybe it's setting up a scholarship fund, an endowment fund, a restricted gift, a donor advised fund, something that's funded upon their passing, something that's funded now so they can see the fruits of that. And so there's all kinds of different strategies related to that. And I would say, you know, if your finances are in a really good place, there might be some combination that you're going to want to sit down with now that we're in the new year that you might be thinking about how to combine a strategy of helping the next generation or generations now in certain ways, putting things into effect that will help them later, thinking about the same, again, with the charities and integrating the concepts so you can say, well, my legacy plan is going to help a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, some now, some later, but you have a plan for your gift and legacy planning. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about your financial plan in relation to your CPA. And Brian, unfortunately, a vast majority of financial advisors are not licensed to give any income or estate planning advice, and that's because they're not estate planning attorneys or they're not CPAs. You're both a financial advisor and a CPA. Why is it important to have a CPA take a look at your tax return? Yeah, well, that's that's the whole reason the firm was put together the way it was. You know, this quick history, uh, I came to work for Bob Bauer 30 years ago here as the two of us. We grew the CPA firm quite a bit, and now we do thousands and thousands of returns, have over 20 employees. And uh, the uh, investment advisory firm was started over 20 years ago. Uh, I started it in my desk one day and as an add-on service for clients that wanted the integration. And what I found is that many clients wanted that integration to the point where we're, we're managing well over a half a billion dollars now. And so that obviously was, was something people wanted. They wanted an integration. And I heard this over and over. And it's, you know, every day of my life, I got people saying, I want this integration you talk about. I want somebody that's investing my money in the markets to understand my insurance needs, you know, that you talk about those and a lot of financial advisors can provide those. But the things they can't provide is income tax planning at a highest level, estate tax planning, trust, charitable gifting strategies, business succession planning, real estate, passive active, 1031 exchanges into Delaware statutory trusts. I haven't even heard of these things. And so this is the integration that, that we provide here, which uh, is our differentiator to all firms across the country. Uh, there might be firms that do some of this stuff, but I have not seen the one that does all of them that has and they might have a CPA on staff. They don't have a whole bunch of them like we do mm-hmm. uh, integrated. And, you know, they might have a CPA 
in another city or something like that. We're, we're you know, across the hall here. You know, our right. advisors and our CPAs work in the same buildings. And, and so we have direct access to multiple resources in all these different areas. And, and I can't think of why anybody investing your money wouldn't want uh, all of that working for them. So we're talking about review of your tax return by a CPA. But if you are a client of Madrona Financial, you do have the opportunity to have Bauer Evans CPAs do your tax return. So in essence, your tax return is being reviewed as it's being done. Yeah, I mean, and it is, it's it's a different hat that you're wearing. So when somebody's preparing a tax return, I remember when I was preparing a tax return, I really had to step back and look at, okay, what does this data mean? And it's very difficult for a lot of CPAs to get out of that, just getting the boxes right, getting the tax return accurate. Most CPAs, most, a vast majority are going to prepare the return to get it accurate. They're not going to sit back and, and frankly, most of them you know, are not licensed, so they can't give financial advice. I got asked all the time uh, before I got licensed, well, could you give me some advice? I'm not investment advice. I'm saying, well, I, I could, but I might lose my license. So no, I won't. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I finally got licensed. Now I can talk about everything. But it's not automatic. A lot of people think their CPA is looking at their tax return for uh, planning opportunities. They, they probably are not. Uh, it's not their fault. They're not licensed. They can't give it anyway, even if they saw it. The financial advisor can't give any tax advice. And so, and again, I mentioned the last segment, they rarely talk to each other. And so we have a firm where we absolutely talk to each other. And if somebody has, you know, like one of my advisors might uh, say, I, I think we've got some planning opportunities. Now, often these planning opportunities are not just right in front of us. They're multi-generational. They're gifting strategies to next generation. They're taking into account a longer time period, not just today's tax return. They're taking into account a lifetime legacy plan, a charitable gifting strategy, uh, gifting, fixed index, universal life to the next generation, et cetera. There are so many opportunities that people often miss. I see them all the time. It takes me, you know, I've been doing this a long time. It doesn't take me long to look at a return or a situation and go, aha, I got a few ideas there. And, and my staff has the same uh, ability to do that. So people listening to this program may say, well, well, I've got a CPA who's looking out for me. But again, the distinction is that the CPA is going to be looking backward at your tax return. They're going to make sure that everything is accurate on that, but they do not do tax planning. And that is the big difference here at Padrona Financial is that you've got the CPAs to look backwards, but you also have the financial planners who can look forward and minimize taxable events. Yeah, and we work quite well with your CPA. This is not about, hey, leave your CPA and come to us. Absolutely not. If you have a CPA, keep the CPA. It's tough to find a good CPA uh, these days. A lot of them are retiring, frankly. And a lot of people are looking for a good CPA. I mean, if you don't have one and you want to become an investment client, great, we'll help you out. But if you have one, we speak, I speak CPA, my staff does too. Mm-hmm. So we work great with other people. See, we're not going to try and steal you as a client and all that stuff uh, if you want to become an investment client. It's awesome when we work with uh, on the investment side on your account along with your CPA because they will understand the strategies we're talking about. And if they don't, we can explain it to them. They'll have tough questions for us that we'll be able to answer, things that other people won't, like on a DST, how, how do we you know, handle the leverage and the carryover depreciation with the new depreciation schedules and blah, 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 and state and estate taxes and state tax returns and all this stuff. And we can answer all that stuff when no one else can. So that, uh, that I've ran into anyway. And so again, if you have a CPA, do do not think that we need you to use us going forward. We will work great with your CPA, and we want you to keep that CPA if it's someone you like. 
And you speak that secret CPA language, too, and I've learned a couple of words from you. EBITDA is probably one of my favorites at this point. What is EBITDA? Earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, <laughs> amortization, Jeff. There you go. So EBITDA is your word of the day today. If you're looking for a financial advisor who also has the benefit of a CPA firm in-house, you have at least $500,000 or more to invest. And you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, contact Madrona Financial to get your complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation plan. 844-MADRONA is the number to call, or you can get it online by visiting madronafinancial.com. Brian, out of time for this week. Thank you for your time. Thank our listeners for their time, too. Get out there. Have a great weekend in this great part of the country that we live in. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If taxes are keeping you from selling your highly appreciated income property, Madrona Financial Services has an exciting offer for commercial real estate owners. We have a team that's solely dedicated to helping real estate investors defer the taxes on the sale of their highly appreciated income property with a Delaware statutory trust. A DST qualifies as a 1031 like-kind exchange, so you can potentially defer your gains and reinvest them in income-producing commercial properties. And best of all, you can invest in a DST without any of the hassles or responsibilities of being a landlord or property manager. When you work with Madrona Financial Services, you'll be working with a team of CPAs and investment advisors with extensive DST experience. Now you have the freedom to sell your highly appreciated income property, still enjoy the benefits of investing in real estate, and potentially defer the taxes on your income property with a 1031 exchange. Learn more at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madrona1031.com.